Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. My uh, producer that's with me is from Wicklow and tells me the county's fast becoming the Gargle County of Ireland due to the uh, the booze industry that's really taken off here in the area. But look, it adds to, to the tourism um, within the county, takes advantage of the full picturesque surroundings that we can see here through the foyer windows this afternoon. But it is home to so many spirits, spears and even wine making as well as as we discovered on the show last year so delighted to welcome uh, Brett Stevenson who's the co-founder and winemaker at Wicklow Way Wines John Cashman head of brand at Parascore Distillery and Simon Lynch who's the co-founder of Wicklow Wolf you're all very welcome yeah, yeah thanks, thanks for joining us um Simon what is it about County Wicklow in terms of a a destination or a spot to set up a brewery like why why Wicklow well, why would you pick anywhere else but yeah. Wicklow? You can see it here today. It's a fantastic county. Our our um, mission is to brew um, exceptional beers in a sustainable way. And um, the environment here, we grow our hops up in Roundwood. Um, and, you know, the, the natural beauty we have here, the connectivity to uh, the city, um, which obviously uh, the networks throughout the, the, the country, and also uh, for our export markets. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, as, as uh, Valerie Emer and Dermot said earlier on, it has everything going yeah. for it. Um, and obviously because uh, we use one of our main ingredients in making beer is our water. The water is exceptional as well from the beautiful mountains of Wicklow. I'm, I'm familiar with, uh, with the Wicklow Wolf brand. I know a lot of listeners will be from from the shelves as well but it um how long are you how long are you set up here and um, we produced our first beer in um in 2014 in bray and we quickly outgrew the brewery there and then we built a purpose uh, built brewery in um newtown mount kennedy yeah. in 20 finished in 2019 so we've been brewing beer in um newtown mount kennedy since then since then how's it going it's going fantastically yeah. well. I mean, as we've talked about, the amount of visitors um, that visit the county, I think there's about um, 500,000 as a paid destination come to, paying destination come to Paris Court here. Um, and um, just under a million go to Glendalough and we have a tap room there. So not only do we produce our exceptional beers, but we also serve them in our tap room in Newtown and Kennedy and that's doing really well as, yeah. as well. Uh, John Cashman, head of brand here at Paris Court Distillery is, is with us because you're located uh, yeah, in very close proximity. Yeah, I'm, I'm a five minute walk from us right now. So we're located here on the estate and uh, we were founded uh, back five years ago. We started distilling here in uh, on the Paris Court Estate. The idea of distillery came about from some local family who grew up around here and uh, were looking to establish a distillery in County Wicklow um, and uh, approached the Sassinger family who owned the estate here and they bought into the idea of, 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 of starting a distillery in Powerscourt. Um, and as, uh, as Simon just said, I mean, the water is phenomenal and, and whiskey is primarily water, you know. Mm. And is that, your, is that your, 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 your base, the primary base, the distillery yes. is whiskey? It is. We're yeah. only whiskey. Um, we don't whiskey, do gin, yeah. we don't do vodka, we okay. don't do anything like that. Which so. is interesting in a new distillery, isn't it, yeah. John, because a lot of distillers will, if whiskey is where they want to get to in the interim to get the turnover, it's it's usually a, a gin or a vodka base, isn't uh, yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, we, we were fortunate insofar as our founding master distiller is a man called Noel Sweeney. And Noel was formerly the master distiller of the Cooley Distillery in County Louth. So we were able to source some aged liquids. So we were able to start off with um, with our own brand, our Fercullen Irish whiskey straight away as an eight-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 14 year old and an 18 year old whiskey while 
distilling our own liquid, um, using barley from around the region here, using our own water, letting it mature here on site. We're one of the few of the new distilleries in the country that actually has a maturation warehouse on site, directly opposite our distillery. Um, so we were, we were able to release whiskey straight off the bat, and now mm. we're able to start introducing our own liquid that we have produced here on site, which you know is the spirit of Wicklow, essentially. You know, It's liquid that has been made here in the county, the first in well over 100 years. So we're very proud to be able to launch that single malt only a month ago, um, a four-year-old single malt whiskey. Right. Is, is, is a lot of the, the decision to do the whiskey, is that around the, um, I suppose, the, the audience, a lot of American-based tourists as well? Is, I know whiskey something they like, like to bring home as a gift. It is, but also Irish whiskey globally is the fastest growing brown spirit in the world. It's growing by double digits in just about every, every major market around the world. People are experiencing Irish whiskey for the first time in maybe over 100 years and realising that they really, really enjoy the taste and flavour. So therefore, there's an appetite for Irish whiskey around the world. So by us distilling, we're able to get our product into... We're now in over 26 markets around the world. The United States, we're in China. We're the third largest Irish whiskey in China. We're in South Korea. We're all across Europe. And, uh, and we're growing very fast here in the domestic market as well with our Fir Cullen brand of Irish whiskey. Uh, Brett is with us too, Brett Stevenson, because, uh, Brett, I couldn't believe it when we, we met um, last year on the show and, and to hear that actually wine is produced in Ireland, which is something, I suppose, typically that we don't associate coming from, from the Emerald Isle, but... Business is good at uh, Wicklow Wines. It is. We're doing a lot of tours. So every weekend, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, um, we have, I typically do maybe 12 per slot, three a day. Um, but it's just getting completely packed out. My daughter is uh, my general manager and we work side by side. And my, my wife and I started the business, but Celine and I do all the day-to-day stuff. Um, and yeah, it's where it's flying. You yeah. know. It, is, is, that, is that a big part now of a distillery or a brewer's business that there is the expectation around there being um, a tour that it's home of producing a product yeah it was hard to kind of figure out how to even approach it because you know as there are no wine tours in the country if you, if you look up wine tasting on the web my face shows up for good or bad you know it's a, it's an oddball <laughs> one um and I just wanted to say something while you mentioned the water here. Um, that's the only difference between the three of us here is, is I don't use any water mm. in my wine, whereas a lot of people who do berry wines use water. Now, if I had to, it would be the best water. It would be perfect for it, but um, I, I don't do that. I just press fruit. So, But the, the tourism side of it is, is uh, growing all the time, but I'm limited. You know, yeah. I mean, if I want yeah. to grow, I have to move eventually. But for now, yeah. it's working fine. You know? Listen, I know you have some of your, your products here with us in, in front of us today um, to, to sample, to taste, to, to see, see what's on offer. But do you, is it, is, do you find, is, is, is it an expensive place to do what you do, Simon, in terms of brewing and, and, and doing that here in Ireland? Or? I, I, don't, I don't see it as a more expensive than anywhere else on the East Coast, but for us, it's an integral part of what we do. We're brewing beers sustainably, uh, and, you know, we grow hops for our special beers, and it's all about the terroir. Um, so despite the cost that we might have here, um, it's, it's the only place that we would have considered um, setting up a brewery. And also, as I said previously, um, the connectivity to Dublin and to export markets from Dublin and nationally from, from here... Wicklow is our home, um, at Wicklow Wolves' home. 
um, the mountains, the, the Sugarloaf is part of our brand um, and we're Wicklow through and through. Yeah. Is that, is, is it, is the, the fact that I suppose the booze industry is so prominent, you know, in the drinks industry in terms of exports as well, John, in, in, in Ireland, um, like we're, we are, we're big players in the, the global market. Like. I mean, last year, the, uh, the whiskey industry broke 1 billion euro in export sales. I mean, and that's that's a domestic Irish product going all around the world. Um, you, we were talking about tourism. Last year, over 630,000 people visited distilleries in Ireland, and they contributed over 65 million euro to local economies. So it is a massive part of the Irish uh, economic story, is the, is, is the drinks industry, is, is beer, is whiskey, and, and now wines as well. So it's something to be very proud of. Yeah, absolutely. Um, tell us what you have in front of us, Simon. Well, I've just got a selection of our beers here. Um, I've got Arcadia, which is our gluten-free lager. I've got Mammoth, which is our IPA. Elevation, which is our uh, pale ale. And Moonlight, which is our non-alcoholic beer. Okay. What about you, John? I brought uh, two of our Furcullen whiskies. Uh, the first one is called the Estate Series, and that's where we started focusing on elements here on the Estate in Powerscourt. And this one was called the Italian Garden, so the famous garden in front of Powerscourt House. Yeah. And it's a blended whisky of 20-year-old um, single malt whisky that had finished in Amarone barrels and 11-year-old grain whisky. So you got the subtlety, sweet nature of grain. You got the depth of flavour coming from 20-year-old whisky and w- finished in Amarone, so lots of summer fruits. And then, of course, I brought our latest release, which is our single malt. So this is the spirit of Wicklow. This is the first new whiskey produced in County Wicklow in well over 100 years. The only distillery that we can see records of was in 1802 in Bray. Mr. Thomas Sutheran had a a distillery in Bray. Uh, By the 1820s, that distillery had disappeared. And since then, there was no legal distillery anyway in the county, you know, uh, (laughs) until uh, we started producing this. I think that uh, distillery actually became a brewery. Uh, Darley and Watkins, I think it was called, yeah, towards the the end of the century. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. fantastic. Brett, I've I've been lucky enough to try the Monier. 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 Meadows. Yeah, yeah, pronouncing it right or wrong, as I should say. Um, but offerings with you as well today. I have the strawberry, I have the blackberry, and I have the raspberry. Yeah. They're all made from those fruits. However, the blackberry is the only one where I... It's about 90% blackberry, and then I forage elderberries in the Wicklow Hills, and I get blackhorns from Oxford. So it's a, that 10% sort of changes mm. that wine every year, because depending on what I get, if the birds don't get them first, then I get them. Yeah, you know. but it, 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 I suppose it's a, the equivalent to effectively the the, the red as such, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah, and the strawberry drinks more like a white wine, Yeah, and the raspberry is an explosively raspberry experience, so it's... Uh, Dessert? Uh, could be. Um, yeah. It's really good with chocolate, it's really good with duck. Cheese. It's really good with cheese, it's really good with... Uh, if you want to sparkle it up, like we Charles and Camilla, we served it as a Cure Royale. Yes. So you can sparkle it up or add you know, spirits into it over, you know, there's, there, there are different ways to drink it. Okay. I know you're going to pour out a, a sample for, um, a, a little bit of a sample for us here at the panel this afternoon, if you want to, if you want to go ahead and, and do that. But I suppose while, while you're doing that, maybe just to, to ask you, I suppose, what's been in the, um, the news in recent weeks, you know, proposals to require health warnings, um, changes to labelling, like, is there an impact, Brett? What's your What's your view? Well, we'll do whatever you know. We're told we need to do. I mean, I I, I think basically the the big boys in in Europe are going to push back a bit hard um, because the issue being is that what's going to happen is they're going to they're going to try to send they're going to have different labelling um, 
laws over in their in their country, and it's going to create havoc in the industry because, like, I don't particularly care one way or another. We don't have anything other that I care about whether I have to put it on the label or not. You know, so. Uh, but there are many people out there who just don't want to go that route, and it's just been the way it's been. But uh, you know, and then we have excise issues. Wine is the highest excise in the world in Ireland. There might be one or two other countries that are close. Yeah, but, um, three euro twenty. Strawberry seven fifty in tax before we begin. Blackberry and raspberry eight fifty in tax before we begin. It's the I suppose it's the expense though, John. Really, isn't it more than anything off labeling? It's well, it's more so the discrepancies that you're going to see in the market. So, like to be slightly facetious, if you take one of our four Cullen whiskies in a few years' time and you drink it in Ireland, it's going to ha- it's going people are going to look at it and say, "Oh, I can get cancer if I'm drinking this whiskey." Whereas the same bottle in France, there's no cancer uh, warning on it, you know. So there will be a certain expense because you'll have to start doing different uh, different labels for different markets. But it's more so the discrepancy. I mean, um, why is Irish whiskey being pointed out when Scotch whiskey or bourbon whiskey or other whiskies aren't, you know? So that's something that needs to be looked at. And there is a bit of a pushback coming from the EU now. Um, just about every major country and every major spirits organisation or wine organisation in those countries has um, put in opposals to the uh, to the law. Yeah. Um, so the EU we're going to have to look at it and I think I think uh, you know we all understand that alcohol is something that needs to be treated um, in moderation it is something that can be abused but common sense has to really also prevail okay um, uh, and I just say Andrea I think the producers here are are all premium producers yeah the price point is that bit higher than some of the the lower um, um, priced products People drink um, what we have in front of us here, Wicklow Wolf, uh, Paris Court and uh, Wicklow Way Wines with more respect. And it's, it's an experience where they prepare with food and, you know, they, they, it's, they enjoy it in a different way mm. than um, uh, uh, beers and uh, other alcoholic products that are sold uh, en masse and for a, for a much lower va- uh, um, price point. Yeah, well, especially particularly in around the, the, the craft, is, you know, the, the craft beer industry uh, too. Brett, what have I got in my hand? You have the Blackberry. Um, I actually brought the strawberry, but it, uh, on the fly, so that's not chilled. I won't. I'm not even going to serve it. But I have the blackberry and raspberry here open, so that drinks more like a grape bread it, kind of malbec and body. Yeah, it's it's uh, very much a red. It in, is as I said, uh, really nice white drinker. You know, red wine fair, <laughs> steak, duck, game. You know, cheese board. That's the matching. Simon, you have. I've got Elevation, which is one of our flagship beers. It's a pale ale. It's bursting with grapefruit flavour. Um, the hop is mosaic. And it's really refreshing and very drinkable. Yeah, very much so. Especially on a day like today. On a day like today, you took, took the words, words well. out of my mouth. Yeah. And John, if only if only we had longer. <laughs> <laughs> this here is our uh, for Cullen Estate Series number two, the Italian Gardens. So this is the blend of 20-year-old single malt whiskey that is finished for four years in Amarone barrels and 11-year-old grain whiskey. So it's a bottle of 46%. Right. It's available at 75 euro a bottle. But it's got, initially you got the subtlety, the sweet nature of the, of, of the grain yeah. whiskey. Then you got an explosion of red fruits. you got the summer fruits, autumnal fruits coming through, and that's the Amarone influence, but a very long, lingering finish and quite tannic. You're probably salivating now at the side. It's, a, it's, it's only a pity there's another hour and a half of the show to go, but listen, <laughs> folks, it's been an absolute pleasure to, to have you here in um, in studio with us at the Paris Court Hotel. I appreciate your time. Simon Lynch from Wicklow Wolf, John Cashman um, from the Paris Court Distillery, and Brad Stevenson too from the Wicklow Way Wines. Thanks a million to you all. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.